Alrighty, what's up, y'all? It's your girl Malika checking in with another episode of From the Block Podcast. Okay, so I'm very excited today because, you know, I just love a good group discussion. And I told y'all, right, that I was going to start holding myself more accountable, hosting more group discussions that focus around mental health, you know, pop culture, and just, you know, things that we all need to hear. So today's episode, I'm super excited uh, because it's about mental health. Now, this is the first, I think it's the first, yeah, it's the first a group discussion that's about mental health and I wanted to focus it primarily on men's mental health because I mean we'll get into it later but I'm just keeping it real oh man it's just a lot of pressure to be a guy in society mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna talk about it because man y'all y'all definitely do be going through it so um please give it up right I have very two special guests in the building so please give it up for da 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 Sir Gates and Rilla. Blessing to be here. Man. What's up? How y'all feeling? Feeling good, feeling good. Feeling good. good. <laughs> Woke up yesterday, really of course. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. Drive was good. We appreciate you having us on. Oh, yes, thank man. you. Yeah, thank you for coming. Sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. On the block. Period. <laughs> so, mental health is something that is incredibly important. And I'm glad that I created this platform as a way for us to not only grow, but also to express ourselves and to have real meaningful dialogue about important issues. So here's some quick stats to get the conversation going. So according to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, men's suicide rates are significantly higher than women's. And according to MinorityHealth.gov, the death rate from suicide for black or African-American men was four times greater than African-American women uh, back in 2018. So, do you feel like there is a huge pressure as a man to just have it all together? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion, society can put that on men nowadays just because of, and it depends on how you're looking at it, whether it's from a religious standpoint or just a cultural standpoint. As a guy, right, if you're looked at to be the provider, a protector, and just that leader, one just out here in this world of a household, that's a big weight on your shoulders, right? You just got to think about what comes with it. Having to provide, you got to be able to provide financially. Having to protect, that's a a big physical responsibility. So just imagine walking around having to think about that 24-7. That's a lot that can weigh on a man's mental. Mm -hmm. Being Especially if you want to really step into that role and stand into that. Like, being able to do that, it takes a lot. So I, in my opinion, I feel as if, yeah, that, that uh, question is very true. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, men get a lot of pressure. I mean, because... Ultimately, I think we, we, we're we built for that pressure, but we don't get raised to be built for that type of pressure, especially nowadays. Like, we grew up without a father. We don't know how to hold down the kingdom without a prior king before us. So it's kind of like we look like we young princes trying to learn how to be kings without a king before us. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, right. definitely right. hard. Right. So did you all grow up in a two-parent household? I did. Um, I did, but I didn't. My, it mine's a little complicated. It's a gray area. So, like, you know, I had... It was a period of time my father was around. Mm -hmm. Then he left for a minute. And I had stepfathers. Real, real complicated situation, but then he yeah. eventually came back. So I did have a two-parent household, but it wasn't your ideal two-parent household. So yeah. that makes sense. Do you think with y'all's upbringing, does that affect you present day mentally? As in, do you feel like you had that example growing up and as a result you know how to deal with your issues head on? Or do you feel like... Mm -hmm. Just <laughs> as a man in general, it's just an unfair pressure put on you, regardless of your upbringing. Um, like for me, 
I did grow up in a two-parent household, but mm-hmm. like I tell people all the time, that don't mean nothing, right? Because I had my mom and my dad, but where I come from, I come from Decatur. So my family was always in the state of having to survive. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there wasn't really a, a, a presence of like the, the speaking into, the motivation, uh, the encouraging, and the, just the teachings of being a man because we were so focused on we got to pay these bills. Survive. We got to get the money up to do X, Y, and Z. So just because I had two parents in the house, it wasn't seen or structured as the, you got your mom, you got your dad, so therefore your dad is pouring into you on a, the the man standpoint and your mom is giving you the love and, and all that stuff. So because we were so focused on survival, I missed out on a lot from a man's perspective. So I had to grow up at a very young age. Like I was helping pay bills 13, 14 years old, having to go out with pops just to cut some grass and I not get paid just to, help keep the lights on and this and that, this and that. So just because I had those two figures in my home, it necessarily didn't prepare me to be a man today. So a lot that I had to learn, I mean, not taking anything away from my dad. You know, he did the best he could, right? Mm-hmm. As every man um, always do. Well, most, I can't speak everyone, most do. But there were things that I did learn as far as having to be able to hustle and try to survive. It instilled some principles and values into me to where I had to still apply those to this day. But a lot, I had to learn on my own Mm-hmm. as life went on right so it was just yeah. making mistakes bumping my head and taking these quote-unquote losses as lessons and growing from it so i had to just build from that personally mm-hmm. well gates got and took me somewhere can you ask that question one time he had me <laughs> thinking about something yeah. <laughs> yeah no the question was um so basically do you think that growing up in a wait what was the question household I forgot what the question was. Well, just saying, growing up in a two-parent household, like having that father, fi- father figure, did it really prepare us to be okay. men? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, there you go. Thank you. So yeah, yeah. Basically, growing up in a two-parent household, um, do you feel as if that prepared you to mm-hmm. deal with your challenges mentally mm-hmm. head on, or do you feel like there's just an unfair advantage placed on you because you are a man? Um. Well. Nah, okay, so I feel like it did and it didn't. Um, I grew the way I grew up, so again, because now no disrespect to my father, because like I said, he, he did try his best, like Gay said. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't a stable man. My mother was the more stable person. So mm-hmm. growing up, my mother put her fears, because she had to raise three boys, on me. Cause she was like, you know, and so everything was like a it's it's dangerous out there, you know what I'm saying? I think my mother tried to she put a lot of like and I, when I was young, she put a lot of fear in me. So it was like, yeah, yeah, just because she was scared for me. So, like, growing up, I think a two-parent household for me, no, not necessarily. I don't think it's unfair, like I said, because, you know, anything that we go through, we're built for it, apparently, yes. you know what I'm saying? So, But growing up, yeah, I think that two-parent household, led it put me in a, in a position where, again, like how he said, you have to figure your own way and learn your way, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So right. what were some of the fears that your mom placed on you? Um, man, that's a lot. It's okay, so I grew up. I had my oldest brother was schizophrenic. He was in the street. Mm-hmm. I had another brother above uh, below him who's who's autistic. And then there's me. I was the youngest one. No real like mental things. I probably had something, but you know, compared to my brothers, I was like the most normal. Mm-hmm. And um, so she would try to put what he doing on me. Like you can't like for a long time. I couldn't really go too many places. You know what I'm saying? When I was younger. She's like school, everything, the pressure. I felt the pressure of me being the one child that, like, everybody, you know, saying that you would lean on, that she would lean on me, like, the most, you feel me? So 
those fears as far as like going out here getting shot somewhere because my brother was always dabbling doing stuff mm-hmm. i mean just the fear of just again being a black man you can't go to you know what I'm saying police she would show me like certain stuff and she wanted to show me to be like to empower me out like i said again not to be like to give her discredit because like mm-hmm. i said i know she did it from a sense of a mother nurturing her son she's scared she don't know he eventually this, this little boy is my baby gonna grow up to be a man mm-hmm. and i can't do to so much for so much for him so it was like one of those things. She just put a lot, just the the average pressure of a black man. She would put that on me. Then the fact that my father wasn't stable, it made it worse because I didn't have that mm-hmm. stable father. So she was like, I don't know how, you know, like being more empathetic for her. She was putting a lot of that, her traumas for my father, yeah. things that mm-hmm. she's seen. You know what I'm saying? A black man getting killed. My uncle was uh, killed, and um, just a lot of that. She put a lot of that on me. Them pressures. You know what I'm saying? So out of curiosity, because we, we've talked about this before, people always say that um, as you grow into adulthood, it's mm-hmm. imperative to when, when you're looking at your parents to take that parental to take that parental role away, like put it to the side mm-hmm. and view them as people. And then as a result, that's going to help change the relationship. Yeah. What do y'all I, think about that? I agree with that 100 uh, percent. Me, <laughs> I, I, that definitely happened the older I got, because, mm-hmm. of course, Growing up through all those struggles, it was just like, well, damn, why is mom and dad going through X, Y, and Z and we're suffering from it? But as you get older and gain more responsibilities and some may have kids, you can kind of grasp and understand like, okay, they could have possibly been doing the best they could have, but who knows the behind the scenes of what they was going through. Mm -hmm. So as I got older, I just had to step back and say, okay, let me put myself in their shoes. If I had four kids um, going through that, I know 2008, that was a, a big recession then, going through those type of things in life, mm-hmm. I could only imagine the type of struggle they was going through. So I had to kind of just put my judgment to the side and my thoughts of why I didn't have this and that to say, you know, maybe they could have done better, of course, but they did the best they could, right? So just looking at them as the average human and not just mom and dad, it definitely, definitely um shifted the perspective of give them some grace as the grace I want to be put on myself when I have kids just to say, I may not be the best father, you know, I'm going to try my best to be, but life happens, and when it happens, you can't uh, predict how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and what's going to be the result from it. So yeah. I definitely agree with that, just saying you got to just take a step back and put your feelings to the side and look at them as, hey, we we grow through what we go through, you know, so they did the best they could. Yeah, I agree. You Like, when you once you do that, you like I said, you, you get a whole other understanding because I used to think my mother could do no wrong. You know what I'm saying? You're a mama's boy. I was a mama's boy. I, I, can, I can admit that. You know what I'm saying? And my father, like, you know, I love my dad too, but then, you know, like I said, he was more absent than my mother. So it got to a point where I was like, dad is the one doing all the wrong. And then as I grew as a man, I started understanding, like, yeah, okay, that's my dad, but it's also another man. Mm-hmm. And this man shit ain't, it ain't for many people. You know what I'm saying? A lot of men can't hold that, that type of weight. Hold. So, yeah, exactly. And so, then I started looking at my mom, you know, again, you start dealing with women. You start understanding women got their own little, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all complex, too. So, it's, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Shit ain't so gravy with y'all either. Y'all pretty and everything, but y'all be, yeah. So, it's like, I was like, okay, let me reevaluate this. Then I started kind of seeing, and I started asking certain questions. And I was like, yeah, well, she was like, well, you know, we all do our day. Because I saw, if I, I don't, without putting their business out there, I learned that my mother ain't the, the saint in, the, in that relationship either. It was things that went down. So, I think I did gain a better understanding between my mother and my father. Once I did that with my dad, me and him became closer than what we doing what we ever were. Cause we used to argue all type of stuff. Once I realized that, we had a sit down, 
I shook hands with him for like the first time. I think that was like a, the most intimate moment with my father that I've ever had in my wow. life. When I realized that he's just another man just like me. So what what prompted that? Because you usually could have just been like, man, forget all this. Mm. So what prompted you to take that first step in, you know, I started, trying to amend relationships with your dad? I started realizing I was doing the things that my father do. Mm. Real talk. Like, I was, like, the things I would do, like, the way I was acting in relationships, just how I was moving. I was moving like my dad. The things that I hate about this man, I was doing it. And I was, like, one of them situations, you know, when you high as hell and you just sitting back thinking, you know, I'm on a shroomy or something. I'm, you know, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm just like, oh, man. I'm like, man, I do the same shit my dad do. So it was, like, one of those revolution, like, not revolution, but revelation. Yeah. And so that's when I started trying to reach out. It was cringy at first. Don't get it twisted. Like, it's hard. I mean, my dad don't, we don't do all that. We'd be like, what's up, nigga? What's happening? And that, yeah. so for me to, like, that got talked to you. We, you know, we did that. It was like, a, it got to get done. So it was weird. Don't, don't get, like, that whole interaction, I'm, I'm making it sound nice. I'm putting some flowers on it, but the way the actual <laughs> the interaction went was not. But in the end, we, we understood what it was. We just, you know, we shook hands, hugged, and that was that. After that, me and him been straight ever since. So, okay, I have a lot of questions. I'm just trying to see how I can organize this. Okay, so do y'all feel as if y'all had to take on more responsibility in your adolescent days uh, compared to your other peers? Uh, me, personally, yes, because it even showed, right? So just for an example, like back to what I said, having to help my pops go out mm -hmm. and cut grass and do so many odd jobs. It was to the point to where in my neighborhood, it was a lot of us homies running around, right? Mm -hmm. They knew for a fact. If I wanted to come outside, I got to come to them. Because if they walk down the street past my house, they getting caught up doing some work. They knew that I was just my life. Like, if you go down past gate some house, you got to hide from his pops or whatnot. Because if you see y'all, hey, come help me uh dig this trench real quick. Like, that's a true story. And I, and I, and I crib, it was, like, built on a septic tank. It was an older crib, right? So my homeboy, Trey, so out to Trey, he had came down the street, wanted to go outside and go to the YMCA. But my dad opened the door and seen him. Hey, come back here and help me. He was ill. He was stuck. So, but just having to say that, it was just like, I had to make sure home was straight before I went outside. Before I did anything, it was just, if there's responsibility to get done at home or to help provide for home, I had to do that first. So that just put me in that mindset of, I had to grow up early in that. But it built me to the man I am today, just a note for the fact that take care of your responsibilities first before you go out and party, play, have fun. Because if, home is a wreck it's gonna show in your life so that just true it, it helped out a lot doing that but it, it has pros and its con yeah because i missed out on so much of my childhood having to do that and grow up but again you know life happened for a reason to happen how it happened so i'm not mad at it at all back mm -hmm. i used to be but like you said we talked about earlier the older i got i just realized like that was just our story that was just our life so just stick with it and grow through it and at least now that i'm an adult i got so much more time left god willing to get that fun back to go out and play and with my friends and just traveling this and that. So, but it definitely had, had to make me take on uh, 10 times more responsibilities than my peers. I was around me because I was at what in high school. As soon as I get my work permit, I was even school going to work because I had to not, I mean, yeah, I wanted to, but it was just like oh, work study. That's what they call yeah, it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Work study. So I was leaving school, going to work at Stonecrest when Burger King was still in there. Uh, working there, getting off at 8, 9 o'clock at night, riding the motor back home, and then getting oh, to go wow. to school the next day, every day doing that. So it was just minimal time to real, to real deal be a child. But at the end of the day, it showed me what money was, money management, how to make it, how to hustle for it. So, again, I can't complain. 
but I was complaining. But you know, it's a balance of everything, though. So that's how that went. <laughs> I'm gonna chime in though. My boy, ain't nah, real talk. My boy really like, but he the most <laughs> responsible dude I know is this man right here. Wow. But real talk, I ain't gonna lie. He he teaches me how to be more responsible. I, just by him doing him, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's how we gotta be for each other. We all we got, man. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta look out for each other. My brother, he did. Um, yeah. But mine was more so like I, it was like a, I, I think I've always had like a heavy heart, only because I felt that pressure. Because mm-hmm. like imagine being a little kid, you like five or six, and you got your brother, and Jacob. If y'all you know whoever watched this who know me, and they they know Jacob. Jacob like six five, almost three hundred, almost four hundred pounds. He a big boy. He's autistic. He's always been big like that. Imagine you having a brother that big, and you and he you got to make him something to eat, and you young as hell. You got to make you know what I'm saying. So that's like. I just felt that. That was something I always felt. You know what I'm saying? My mom tried to relieve the, the pressure, but it's like, I mean, she had to go to work too. Yeah. Things had to get done. So, I mean, um, she never really, like, urged me to go to work. My mom, she never did that. But it was something that was in me that knew I had to go do something. Yeah. It wasn't even like a, it's like a, I don't know, it just, it kind of hit really early. I didn't know what, it, I didn't know what it was, though. I used to always be like, my, I guess that's when my anxiety came from. That's probably like, that's crazy. I just realized that. But yeah, that's my first real feeling of anxiety was that. Cause realizing like damn, cause somebody coming here is like my brother. He he's he's nonverbal autistic. He's big as hell, but just nonverbal. He looked like he gonna do something to you. He a gentle giant though. So it's like one of them mm-hmm. things was like this big person. I gotta take care of this big person. Look at like I'm 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 trying to watch cartoons. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a child. You feel me? But um, it was just like yeah, it was a natural uh, pressure. It wasn't something that they like I got forced on me nothing like that. And like I said I didn't. My my mom would have, have me do chores and all that, but. My mom mostly tried to get me for school. She tried to get me to try to yeah. stay stick stick to school, but anything else outside of that was something that I just felt. It wasn't even uh, you you got to do this, but I felt it. I said one day she can't. My mama can't live forever. You know what I'm saying? Daddy yes. can't live forever. Who's gonna take care of this this dude? You know what I'm saying? After this whole thing over with. And my brother was like, I never. My older brother I never really seen him. If I seen him, he was in and out grabbing something. And he gone because he was out there. You know what I'm saying? So. So I'm curious to know y'all's opinion on um, hustle culture. Because, you know, in our community, right, mm-hmm. it's like if you're not making motion, then it's like what you even doing? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've noticed in other communities, they mm-hmm. really value community. Mm-hmm. Like it's always somebody around. And I've noticed, you know, with our community, it's like get it out the mud. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Right. So hearing y'all's stories, I'm like, Y'all had really big responsibilities at a young age, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know how the Bible says how there's a season for everything? Mm-hmm. So there's a season to be a kid. When I was a child, I acted like a child. I looked like a child. And then when I became an adult, I, you know, looked mm-hmm. like an adult. I acted like an adult. Mm-hmm. So do you think hustle culture is a toxic way? That's a good question. Though. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> it's like, in my opinion, it's a... Uh, double-edged sword of that right because it's like for me and my children mm-hmm. i want them to know how to quote-unquote hustle and work for what you want but mm-hmm. i don't want to be want them to be stuck in that mindset of in order for me to be successful i have to have that story of i got it out the mud because it's like if you my if my children have to have that story i failed because why did not did i not do what i needed to do to provide for them for them to not have to Mm-hmm. get it out the mud right but at the same time you got to work for what you want in life and it takes time effort sacrifice and responsibility to get it so 
you got to hustle and put in that work, but it's just about having a good balance, balance to it when you're doing mm-hmm. that work. So, and then in our culture and in, in a African-American culture, it's not a lot of black dollars that's circulate, circulating around in our families, right? Just look at everybody else. They have trust funds set up. They have, they come from sometimes places of money. So they don't necessarily have to hustle for what they want, but because of in our culture with rap music, TV and film, just our life, it just shows that that's the way to get it. And that's the best thing to do. Right. But again, that's why it's a double edged sword. Cause you do need that mindset, but sometimes it could be poisonous to where if you hustle, hustle, hustle so hard, you can miss out on time with your kids, your spouse, and your and your family and stuff like that. So, would you rather sacrifice that for a monetary value, or you know, have a good balance and say, "Hey, let me build this schedule to where yeah, I'm a hustle, but I still got to put God first, my family, mm-hmm. uh, my me time, my mental health, and just take care of self." Versus just saying, "All I do is work, but that's all we know how to do, and that's and that and that's just what's glorified as go, 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 and just." get it out the mud still quote unquote but i mean so, so hustle culture is just a it's, it has its pros and its kind you got to mm-hmm. have some of it in your course or else what you're just gonna sit around and mm-hmm. be lazy and, and not get nothing done but it's just figuring out what works for you and what hustle really means for you in your life and not just applying what you see as hustle culture to your certain situation because it could it could defeat you and break you down you're gonna you have you're gonna burn out and if you burn out that's it for you. So this is right. about a good balance. Yeah, for I think um I consider like that hustle culture is like a media version of that. And there's like the real life, you know what I'm saying? Again, that's what Gates is talking about. Just some people will cut off the whole, you know what I'm saying, all your friends. If they not on this level as you not knowing that everybody is not on the same level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like people do I don't know, like it's like the the media version of hustle culture is very selfish. Mm-hmm. Again, to hustle, yeah, you do got to be a little selfish, but it's like that's that's like isolating you. What great um, organization, anything happened with just you by yourself? That's true. Mm-hmm. That don't make sense. So, but so it's basically encouraging people to chase money because not hustling. You people are not hustling to build nothing. They hustling to get money. Mm-hmm. If you have money and you don't know what to do with, you just stacking up paper. That's all it is at that mm-hmm. point. So it's like um, it's toxic the way the media put it out there. But for the ones who understand the essence of hustling, you understand that, like, you know, okay, there's, I do have to go do this. I have to be disciplined, yes. Uh, certain people, yes, you cut them off, but, I, you know, that's if they require to be cut off, you know what I'm saying? And your family got to come first because, I mean, what you, I'm trying to say it in the sense of, like, when you got your family there, that they that's what holds you down. When it's, when it's Whenever you do it, yes. When you're doing this, yeah, like, yeah, your community, there it is. You have to have that because that's what's going to keep you going. If you ain't got that, what's the, you know? What's the purpose of you chasing the hustling? Like, what what are you hustling for? You are you right. hustling to build a kingdom, or are you hustling to build your own pocket for just you? Because I mean, right. if I got a million dollars, if I just got a million dollars and everybody around me don't, it doesn't make sense. Right. So it's like, so it, it's just, yeah, it's you know. And this um, is back up, piggyback on what he said. It's like if you gonna hustle and you have no destination or no, right. <clears throat> excuse me, real deal foundation. Like you just stacking bread, but. If you can hustle with a purpose, it's gonna make sense. Like you're gonna prioritize X, Y, and Z to make the hustle make sense. But if you're not prioritizing nothing, mm-hmm. you just what doing all this stuff just for the for the looks and for the the um the prizes and the monetary value. But like I said, it's a, a a right and wrong way to do everything. And mm-hmm. without having that drive and determination, you're not gonna get it. But driving and determination can also transition into 
hustle culture. But again, it, it's mm-hmm. a it's a cultural thing. This is what we what's been pushed into our face of, yeah. you know, that one percent lifestyle is one percent for a reason. And some of that one percent, they didn't get it off of hustling, but they'll probably portray that to you like you know, mm-hmm. you got it out the mud and X Y and Z and X Y and Z, but. Some of that stuff was you were just put in the right position and it was around the right people or born into it. So mm-hmm. did you really have to hustle for it? So why are you really pushing that right. in the culture? But again, just with us, a lot of people are more are so impressionable. They're going to just take on what they see and what they hear and then believe this is the right way to do it until you start seeing you losing family relationships, you losing friends mm-hmm. and, and all the good things that come with life. But right, back to what I say, it's just a good balance to it, but definitely hustle, but just think about it and do it the right way. And that's just my take on it. I just always think when people, when people be rich and they like kill themselves, I just always be like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Like, I, like even when I see celebrities, not like being like unsympathetic to them, but just be like, you got all that, and why you don't like, like you don't want your life. And then I realized that like some of them people probably ain't do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? I'm you probably sacrifice or all type of relationships, like all that. I think I was last movie I seen Elvis. I watched Elvis with my mom. Yeah, it's crazy, but I watched Elvis with my mom. Yeah. And, like, just watching that, like, he was, like, he was chasing that bag. He was so blind, and he realized, like, he done lost his wife. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. He lost these things. It's like, damn. And that usually be the story for a lot of the people who doing it. So I, I'd rather not. I'd rather do it, you know, even if it ain't fast, you feel me? Mm-hmm. When we get to it, I can still have my community with me, and it's, it's much better. So why do you think that our community doesn't really value like, like, not value, but why do you think our community, they don't really understand the importance and put it on a high pedestal, the importance of community? I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I think. Uh, go. I think it's because they, because, like I said, it's not pushed. It, this, the, word, the, way, the way the agenda is right now for, like, everybody is everybody to be of self. Mm-hmm. It's a very selfish world we're in right now. Like, back then, when us as melanated people, we needed each other. Now it's like, Cause I guess we got the you know, cause some some other people that 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 think they on the level of a white person. I'm not to say it like being being like racist, but that's what they think. They think they got they they took on this colonizing mindset of I'm gonna be above this person. I want to be above. Like some people can't take being well, a certain you know, the, role. The proper term is they're part of the bourgeoisie. That's the, the proper the, what, what's the, what's bourgeoisie. bourgeoisie. So they're the they're the black that. people that um. They don't. They don't consider themselves like a part of us. Like yeah. they're yeah. so. Okay. Yeah, they're really Time like so. hell bent on being a part of the upper class, upper. and they really want white acceptance. Is it, okay. Yeah. So damn, I know that. Say, say, say the term one more time. It's the bourgeoisie. Bourgeoisie. <laughs> yeah. I learned that in African American studies. That's what's up. Okay. So yeah. that was Malcolm X. I used to call him out all the time. Yeah. So yeah. So it's <laughs> like yeah, they they just pushing this type of everybody wants to be like the one. And that don't there there is no one you know what I'm saying you you not you not above nobody in the room you know what I'm saying you just that's why community everybody got their role everybody got mm-hmm. what they do that would make all of us right. good you know what I'm saying but we they don't push that the social media don't push it nobody pushes that yeah and because community is important though but it, like he's saying again and back into our culture everybody want to be the alpha male or female mm-hmm. but uh, another issue is people don't know how to play their role everybody got a certain role to play and if people understand that. And like you know for a fact, buddy over here or sister over there, they the, they're the thinker, and your homie over here they good with money, or somebody over here they good with content this and that. If everybody just play their role, you are gonna build community, but all still be able to reach the same goal and the same level. But if everybody want to be the alpha and be the mm-hmm. one in the spotlight, right? You pushing everybody else away, and you are not gonna build community because you build selfishness with that uh, greed and envy. So if people just get to the that mindset of 
really, like they're saying, it takes a village, right? Mm -hmm. And that village is going to be your community. But if you just learn how to play your role and play it well, everybody can eat, everybody can win, especially if you got the right leadership in that community, in that situation. But without that, and everybody just want to be in the spotlight and the limelight, and again, social media pushes that. Like, you see all the influencers and creators, Mm -hmm. and it's just like you would see it's just them, but a lot of them have a real deal team behind them, but they may not push that narrative, but that's how they got partially how they got to where they at now today. So playing your role and understanding that by yourself is not going to happen. People, people are value community 10 times more and just knowing we all can shine and do this and do this together. Right. But they're doing it the right way and not being selfish. It'll, it'll push that narrative. Hey, community is needed. And that village is definitely needed. But, I'm still tripping off the bu- the bourgeoisie. Oh yeah, that's I'm still the, tripping. I, 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 that's I'm still the tripping on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, Malcolm X used to be going in on them. Facts. So it's really interesting that you you said that. So how does social media play a part into the toxic beliefs that we? Well, I I don't want to say we, but that a lot of people have in terms of how men should act just by not showing the real, like the behind the scenes of what's really going on. Of course, on social media, you're going to post the highlights and not the what you're really going through. So if, you are, if you're only seeing a certain type of image, and especially if you're growing up and watching that, that's what you're going to believe. So we're just going to say, hey, if this is what they're showing me, and I'm spending all my time on this platform and not really doing personal or self-development and really finding myself or finding the real answers, this is what I'm going to go with. Because, again, mm-hmm. especially for younger men, at that age, we're very impressionable. It's like, hey, if I see this um, this guy on social media, he getting the women, he got some money, he doing X, Y, and Z, and that's a part of what you want, they're going to subscribe to whatever he's preaching and what he's teaching. So, And that's what they just going to download to their brain and operate in that manner. But it's just that it's supposed to be enforced on us as men sometimes. If you're not mentally strong enough to – understand that okay some of the stuff isn't real some of it's a facade and there's really more behind the scenes and a lot of these people may have been struggling to get that mindset of wherever they at and a lot of it may be fugazi it can be very disruptive to a young man growing up and sad to say some older men some older guys are still trying to chase their childhood because they may have missed out on x y and z and it's really screwing them up just saying okay Shoot, this one percent on social media, that's how they live and say how to do it. So that's how I'm gonna do it. So it's it's affecting us in a bad way. Yeah, um as far as social media go, like I said, that's um the main platform that everybody on. You don't people they get the news from it, they get they 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 they, they, they lifestyle, they dress, everything come from it. And so like, especially now, like you you know, you ever seen them pages that just got these, um it's like a, the page is strictly for like advice. I see one it'd be like alpha advice. Or being how to be a man and all this, shit. but you know, so it's it's like catering to a certain crowd, which is a lot of us. I'm pretty sure everybody in this room got follow one of them pages, at least one of them. Little, I don't. Like, oh, <laughs> I swear, I don't. oh okay, but it's you're... so stupid because, like, here's the thing though: if you actually go out and see the world, mm-hmm. it's and touch grass. It's Fifty times different than what you see on social media. Like yeah, sure. y'all seen the debates where it's like, oh my, a man shouldn't be smoking hookah. My man shouldn't be smoking hookah. Yeah, a man shouldn't smoke hookah. Yeah. If you go to North Africa in the Middle East, first they don't call it hookah. They call it it's called shisha. Yeah, shisha. Yeah. Yeah, shisha. Sure. It's literally like a sign of wealth. It's a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. As it's a group of men, mm-hmm. right? North Africa and on all over the Middle East. Mm-hmm. You go out 
right, with your friends. Mm-hmm. It's a sign of wealth. It's a sign of respect, you smoking the hookah. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's really common for the women to do it in private. Mm-hmm. So if it's like a group of girls going out smoking, it's like, it's not illegal, but it's like, what you doing? You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, probably, yeah, so okay. that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to go out and actually see things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't, okay. yeah, I don't follow nah, those like, weird you, pages. It's like, and I've noticed this myself. Like, when I travel, I always come back with a different mindset. Because yeah. it's like, if you don't see it, your mind will not be able to grow or process something you want to believe or something you want. And that's just to go back, like, with the hookah. When people say, say, oh, men shouldn't get manicures and pedicures, that's so damn stupid. To exactly. Like, men shouldn't wear shorts. Like, yeah, people yeah. say, oh, that's something feminine. <laughs> people just so quick to put a gender role on certain things to get done for what reason. I don't know why, but getting a manicure and pedicure, to me, that's just practicing good hygiene. I know for a fact, women, they will love a man who does that. Like, a man mm. with... Dirty fingernails, they hate it. Long nails, of course, in other instances, it's not going to work doing what you're trying to do with you know them long, saying? dirty fingernails. They're going to turn you away when you're trying to do that stuff. Like, so ew, it's, like, it's just a, a hygienic thing. So why are you going to sit here and, and put on, if you're getting your, your nails and feet done, bro, you gay or you, mm-hmm. you sweet or something like that. But in reality, I'm taking care of my hygiene. I want to look clean and presentable. I want to project myself as someone who actually cares about my appearance. But just saying, putting a a feminine role to it. It's just dumb. It's like, just live your life and stop trying to make stuff a trend or make stuff what it is when it's really not. Like, if somebody want, if a dude want to smoke hookah, mm-hmm. it's just smoking the hookah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just an act of what I'm, what, what they're doing. So I don't, Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. that stuff I, is crazy. I'm one of them, so I apologize. Yeah, I, 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 so, <laughs> that man should have smoked hookah? Like, not, like, yeah, I just, okay, because like, I used to, I'm gonna be real, like, when I was coming up, like, I used to do it, I'd be like, this shit do look kind of strange. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think it's more so because I would see more of the women doing it. Like, and me growing up with, like, the type of father and uncles and OGs I had around me, that, you know, that was just like a, what the hell you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I was, uh, you gotta, yeah, you so like, that's. go out more and travel. I'm nah, telling nah, you. No, and, and, I, and, I, and I do know that. So I do know it's different in certain uh, areas yeah. of the world. So, but as far as, like, see, the, I can admit when I'm, like, wrong, but that's what something, <laughs> that was something I was like, man, hell nah, you tripping. Like, <laughs> Now, nah, real talk, like, it'll be like, man, this nigga, tr- he bugging. But I can say, again, it was like how I was just raised. Like, even now, like, I think my dad be like, what the hell you doing? If I, even if I did it, he'll be like, even a manicure. I'm, I'm with those, you know what I'm saying? I'm with that manicure yeah. and all that to make sure you good. <laughs> my dad, if I, if I go home and be like, hey, pop, he be like, nigga, why your damn fingernails look all clear and shit? Like, he gonna think they pretty. He gonna call it pretty. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like that, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. It's wild. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. It's I, I definitely want to I can't even, you outside can't even play. You trying to flip your hair and doing all that. That's a whole different story. But it's just like, <laughs> live your life, man, and stop letting folks project X, Y, and Z into your life. But yeah, there yeah. are certain situations, yeah, could look a little suspect, but it's just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> do what you're going to do and, and keep moving forward. It's, that's just cool. But even with that, with like, oh, it could look a little suspect. I mean, like, why can't y'all just relax? Like, just no. be a human being. Like, what is sus? What is Well, I'm saying as far sus? as somebody was like a, like a dude, you doing smoking hookah, and like you're saying, you trying to flip your hair in and bop like a female. That's a different story. Now I'm just what going if he just out. Likes the music. I mean, nah, it's the way. It's, it's the way you do it. Though. I ain't gonna it's go a... that far and disagree with all that. Hey, yeah, I was saying, too much grace. You end up on the on the other side. We gonna stay over here. You can like the music and still, you know, do your thing, but acting just like a female—that's totally different. Yeah, but again, different, like I'm, I, if they doing smoking hookah, it's what it is. What it is, dog. Just live your life, and Y'all if you know me. who you are, and you know that ain't you, forget people judgment. Like, be you. Shit, yeah, what it is. 
and if that happened to be you, the one who do that while smoking hookah, <laughs> we still love you. You know what I'm saying? We still respect you. It's just we wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna just put that out there. <laughs> <Y'all funny. laughs> so what were some what were some mental health uh, stigmas that you grew up believing that as an adult you realized was false? Going to therapy and seeing and going to see a counselor. Like growing facts, up, facts, facts, especially facts. as a man, first starting in the black community, but as a dude, it's like you gonna go talk to somebody, you must be soft or you must can't handle your own problems. But as I got older, um, I had went to the military. When I came back, mm-hmm. the job I was doing out there was shooting rockets and missiles. So when I came back home, it was just like there's nothing here for me to do in that realm of a job. So I dealt with depression and anxiety and stuff like that. So I had to really figure out how can I get myself out of this rut? And just doing research, it was either go see a therapist, a counselor, do meditation. So what I did, I took it upon myself to actually do the work. And I mm-hmm. got into all of that. And once I seen how good it worked and how healthy it was, it changed my whole perspective of going to talk to somebody and going to figure out how can I improve my personal development and mindset outside of feeling like, oh, what I'm doing is is looked down upon in X, Y, and Z. But just having that space to speak to someone who they well, they shouldn't, let me say that they shouldn't have judgment about what you're telling them or it should be a safe space, but to have someone to be able to respond to you in a manner of understanding or trying to help you get through your issues, I agree with it 100%, but it just sucks that even till to this day, it's looked down upon and just, oh, just be a man about it and go handle your problem. Like, it, ain't, it ain't that bad, but the brain is the one, it's like the most important part of your body without mm-hmm. your brain. You can't think, you don't function. Mm-hmm. So you go, you go to the doctor, right? If you break your leg, you go to the hospital or doctor. If you get a cold, you go to the doctor. But mentally, it's a part of your body. So if, if something's going on wrong in there, go see a doctor because they have resources to help you figure it out and to help you heal from past. Everybody dealt got past trauma, whether they want to say it or not. Yeah. Everybody has dealt with something in their childhood and either or adulthood to where they're traumatized from it, still hurting and still trying to heal. But we don't have all the answers ourselves, right? So you got to find some kind of way to get those answers and to heal from it. And therapy and mental health um, resources are one of those ways to do it. But being for it to be looked down upon, I just don't agree with that part. So that was one of the things that I've seen mm-hmm. as a child growing up that was um, a stigma being placed on that. I think, yeah, well, you summed that therapy up for sure. So, yeah, <laughs> but, but the, um, yeah, I think mine was like, like, Men don't cry. Mm. And that was when I did. Like, even when I was young, crying. Like, I just always felt bad after that. I don't know why. That was one of the weird, a weird feeling. Like, you know, being a kid, you cry, and you'd be like, why am I crying? Like, it was like a, I felt embarrassed, you know what I'm saying, to do that. Um, and, of course, the therapy. Like I said, that that's definitely just needed. We Black people need that in general, you know what I'm saying? We need that. Like, um, And also, this is this is, this kind of like a this is a funny one. I just thought adults, all adults were rich when I was young. Mm. I swear to God, I think uh, <laughs> to tell him to the gays. I just felt like I don't know. I feel like because I was a kid with nothing, and I said for for me to be for that pressure, like I need something. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what it was at the time, but I used to see adults like you got a car, you buy me candy, you must be rich. Like not knowing candy only cost damn a dollar, two dollars, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I did grow up with that, thinking all adults had it together. When I got older, I was like, oh, man, there's nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So you felt that pressure on you that, okay, so no, pause. Were you aware that you didn't have, like, that much 
growing I up mean, okay, or? nah, so yeah, so without this, like, because no discredit to my mother, she kept, like, so we always had yeah, yeah, something yeah. to eat. No, 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 sorry. Not, when I meant like that mean? much, I meant like, um, like, basically how you are now. Yeah. It wasn't really, like, what the financial situation was when you were growing up. Yeah, nah, like, nah. So were you family. aware of that? Mm-mm. Like, I, I, well, I was aware, like I said, I felt the pressure. It was like certain stuff mm-hmm. was not getting done, you know what I'm saying? Or like as far as me, go, like I, as far as I go, like if I wanted to get something, I just see adults going they little pocketbook yeah, yeah. wallet and do stuff. I'm like, I ain't got no wallet. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm young though. I ain't supposed to have one, but I ain't got that. I don't got these little dollar bills and all that. I don't, you know, if I want something, if I see, if I see something on TV, like a Spider-Man toy for a commercial Hasbro or something, I'm like, I can't go get it. I don't even know how to go get that. So it was like one of them. I don't know. It's like one of them things where I was, I felt the need to grow up, but I wasn't in that position, so it gave me a sense of anxiety. Like you ever like felt something like you, like you want to yeah. elevate, you can't. So feel like you just because your it's your status where you at. Mm-hmm. And then most time. importantly, it's like you know what you want, but you don't know how to get it. Exactly, right. it's like it, that. It, it can, yeah, no, definitely. So I feel it, exactly so what it did saying. that. So when I seen adults having stuff, I just be like, y'all, oh, really? Like all adults? <laughs> like I told Ben, I've been knowing him for a long time. So I, now he, I, I was at that little immature. So I was like, I thought them boys rich. I couldn't understand you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. even though you know they're they not doing horrible but it's just the fact that i'm thinking they, they got it all together they got this thing my mind when he told me i was like man we still yeah so yeah like real so you know that right there was just like a damn like realizing i'm like oh it's not like that and because i'm one of them adults now so it's like okay i ain't perfect i ain't bad but i ain't perfect i ain't i still got things i need to grow from mentally you know spiritually emotionally everything i'm still growing and then you realize then you really realize that you for forever going to be growing it's never really going to stop yes. until it you transition until you transition you feel me so Thanks. so so what do y'all currently do to take care of your mental health like do you meditate every day do you stretch so um, well, for me personally um i still do see a counselor i try to go it used to be like once a week but so now it's like uh every two weeks or sometimes if it's busy once a month, but outside of that, like for me, I had to really figure out um, like what made me happy and what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And part of that is like water and just peace and quiet and nature. So I'll go to a pier and just sit there, get a little lawn chair, just sit there and just think in a peace and quiet and silence. So that helps me mentally. Um, meditation, uh, I don't do it as much as I used to, but you daily I still, day. yeah, I know. I'm you trying to get back into it. But day. Learning, learning. The value from it and the process of it as far as, like, it's okay to have the thoughts that you're thinking. Like, don't run from them, but mm-hmm. acknowledge them. Sit with them for a while, but learning to let it go and not... Um, Letting it overtake you. Yeah, and going on that that thought train of, okay, this may be the situation. What if this happened? Or if that happened, what if this happened? And knowing that if you were to just sit in the present, none of that stuff is actually happening. And it may not ever happen, so... Meditation really helped me out and learning learning that in that realm of not to just follow that train of thoughts of negativity and just realizing that you, it's okay to have them, but are you really going through that right now? And will you be going through that tonight or tomorrow? But so meditation, therapy, um, just sitting by the water and just finding a peace of mind, that's how I really kind of take care of my mental health. And also just like having conversations with other people, mm-hmm. just getting stuff off my chest is that's how I really take care of myself mentally. So yeah, um, I think meditate med- meditation definitely. I, I ain't I didn't believe in that hundred percent. Like when I when you met me at G C, that logic was not meditating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wasn't doing none of that. I mean, so yeah, um and meditation is different for me. So so I got different um ways that I meditate. Sometimes my meditation is just me sitting in quiet, you know what I'm saying? Nothing. Yeah. Um 
I practice in the morning of trying to just get up and not going straight to Instagram. You know oh, try, for sure. Or really not even talking. I don't even want to talk for real. In the morning, I be trying to just be as quiet as possible for yeah. myself just to wake up and just get them first little thoughts out. Um, And, like, really, the news, I don't even fuck with the news. I, I, people, yeah, when people sure. tell me stuff, for sure. I really don't be knowing. I, if I know it's because of the social media, that's literally, but I don't, you ain't finna catch me watching no fuck. Fuck, I know what's going on. Niggas dying. That's not. That's all they show. Anyway. That, niggas dying, okay. I ain't trying to be, like, again, like, unsympathetic to yeah, them people, yeah. but just. Uh, It'll be very draining. Yeah, that, that's Especially draining. Especially present day now. Oh, my God. It's yeah, always that's all you on. see. You ran by, like, a, it's a, a fear culture. Like, they could push fear on you and right. all this and that. That's how they want to try to control folks. But, like, the news, I haven't watched the actual, like, Channel 2, 5 in yeah, so long. Because it, it yeah. back, even, back then, they used to show half negative, half positive. But now it's just. Today on Fox 5, 35-year-old shot dead in the next story. Coming up next, da -da -da -da, murdered in the... I'm just like, God, <laughs> damn, like, where's even the, like, the good stuff? And, like, you know, um, what I did learn was that when you... The more you consume that type of stuff, the weaker you become spiritually, mm -hmm. mentally. Because, mm -hmm. like, it's you know, training. it's a fear. All right, so, like, COVID, for example, I'm going to speak on it because I'm an herbalist, and I was kind of like... I was, I was ahead in that during that time, like, as far as the herbs and what it could do for the immune system... Our immune system gets weaker when we consume so much fear. Mm -hmm. That doesn't help us at all. So I know that during COVID, I didn't worry about. I was around people with COVID, never gave nobody COVID because it was because I was not giving that shit no energy. When like the COVID countdown, I come home, I'm like, put on three masks. I'm just like, man, hell, three masks. A fart gonna come through my pants with some my gym shorts and my bosses. You know what I'm saying? If I if I had COVID, you gonna get it. And it'll be a COVID countdown track on Fox 5. Just like, how many people got it now? Come on, man. That can't be real time. And it's just. Or the death rate on CNN. It was the death rate every the death day. Yeah, yeah, the death how rate showing up. That's nine. going to, that put fear. And it's right down the corner. So even if yeah. they ain't talking about COVID, it's right there for you to see. Like it's the damn channel or something like that. That's weird. And that's is that's what it do. It puts people in this mind. So. No, you're right. And I, look, three years later, everybody's just. Normal. Normal. It was a fear tactic for sure. Now, it, fear is an industry in itself. That's what I just think about. It. Every time they do a, uh, uh, outside of COVID, a fear tactic, what happened? They everybody running to the grocery stores, buying up all this and that. So that's just more money being put into the economy or into these people's pockets because of the fear industry. Man, the fear come back. Now, big pharma, they getting all their coins mm -hmm. off of medicine and people want to prepare this and that. So. It's wild, man. I can talk about that forever, but <laughs> just, uh, but we're not gonna do that. We ain't gonna, different day. Yeah, we're gonna do that another day. But um, just as far as like, yeah, no, no I try to make sure I stay away from fear. I think because I grew up with that, and Mama just trying to put stuff on me. Mm -hmm. I don't walk around with that, and I train myself to not do that because I I noticed that I noticed the big change. You know what I'm saying? The vibration goes up, mm. and um, like I said, ultimately just trying to consume positive things. I watch a lot of um different podcasts, motivational people talking. Yeah. Um, affirmations. I listen to all that, and even my music. Like you know, some folks just listen to like mm -hmm. I got a mood and a time I want to listen to like that ignorant shit. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody like the hood rat shit once in a while, but most of my music be like hustling. I'm ready to get to it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or it's just R&B. It is. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> look, if we just being keeping it real, you can't listen to that stuff every day. Yeah, you it don't do it. That's it, 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 it can't. Nah, real talk. Like you can't, man. You I, listen. To, not yeah. to cut you off. Like I live by that. It's like, but one thing I did leave out. You leave out before I speak about that. One of the best things that I can do is honestly prayer and practicing a walk with God. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, when I do that. And just really try to dig deep into that. It's just so much peace and serenity that comes from that. It's just to the point where it really trumps everything. But, of course, that's a, that's a daily thing that you got to do and practice to get you to that point. But mm -hmm. 
just knowing and not just when I say prayer, not just the usual, God, let me make a home today. Let me on just protect me and my family. But having just really sitting down just and speaking to God like he's your best friend. Like sometimes yeah. you may cuss, sometimes mm-hmm. you may cry, but a real deal relationship in that area, it helps um, get get through the mental anxiety and stuff of that nature. But yeah, that's sure. uh, one of the biggest things that helps Mental health. I forgot what I was about to go to after that. I lost my whole train of thought. But you got it, Gabe. <laughs> oh no, it was um before you had. Oh yeah, the music and stuff. So yeah. that. So for myself, right? Uh, I have a background. I started out just with whatever I was doing. It was making music. Like that's all I did. Making music with me, my homeboys, this and that. But club. as I got, yeah, shout out to BC, everybody in, uh, in the organization. Sure. But as I got older, I had to realize like every time I got into the car. I was putting on somebody's mixtape, album, or song, right? But I was just being entertained, and I wasn't learning anything. Like, I still, to this, I love my rap music and this and that, but I had to realize, like, man, we got these holes in our bodies for a reason. The two ears, our eyes, our nose, these entrances and exits are here for a reason. So mm-hmm. monitoring what you are consuming, like what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're eating that's coming mm-hmm. to your body, Notice all that stuff, some of it can kill you for what you're eating. When you watch stuff, you can see it and get real repetitive and copy it. Mm-hmm. But also what you're listening to, that's a direct download to your brain. Mm-hmm. So if you, just like how these young kids today, these young boys and praying for our youth, they run around all day just trying to kill folks, rob folks. They, they listen to all the drill music, mm-hmm. the rap, and they thinking Daily. this is what life's supposed to be because that's all they listen to. So for the past, our kids unite two or three years, before that, I used to know all the new music, but now I couldn't tell you what's new unless it's somebody in BC or a favorite artist. And I don't go searching for it. If it pops up, then I'll hear it. But I stopped listening to the radio. Anytime I'm in the car, if you ride with me, you know I'm got a podcast on. Oh I'm daily trying to yeah. learn and consume information as far as to progress in life. Because music, I can't learn from it. It's just entertainment, but it's like it's a time and place for it. But in the whip. I can't do it no more because it's it's yeah. either just notice we listen to a rap song it puts you in the mood so if I'm listening mm-hmm. to Dirk a little baby I'm gonna kind of be in the mood to down Pop turn up or just put my big <laughs> let some anger out or something like that because that's what that's what that energy is putting into my body so just cutting off the time you spend consuming the negative stuff it really will help you out progress as a person in life so shoot put on a podcast or even audio books i never used to like to read at all i can read but it was just like man this shit is so boring just sitting here flipping through these pages but knowing that it's so much information inside of these mm-hmm. books like you look up to whomever whomever whether it's steve harvey or somebody they can't touch everybody at once right so what they do is make a book to put out to the masses but if you're not consuming it you're not gonna learn nothing so listen to audio books change my life and just cutting out driving around and on my free time bumping music Doing that is very important to, of course, help your mental health and where you're going in life. And that's what I was uh, going with that point. It's on. funny you said that with the music thing because um, well, prior to this week, it was actually a little Uzi that had broke the record. But no no hip-hop album has charted the... It was for 2023? Yeah, 2023 or, hit the number one spot. Yeah, and then I feel like a lot of people are on that wave because, you know, music, you want to feel something. Mm-hmm. You want to feel good. You want it to feel relatable. And it's actually Afrobeats. It's 
country. Mm-hmm. It's um, what else? Reggaeton. Like it's all these different genres that are topping the charts mm-hmm. because these artists are making stuff that are making people feel good. Vibrations. It's making people like you can relate to it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you know, other artists is like. I mean, yeah, like that. Don't say it's one. It's repetitive. So everybody in the rap game, most most not trying to discredit nobody, but they be signing the same. Yeah. Y'all all got the same narrative. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. the best thing you got right now is your beat. That's what's gonna make you different. Your beat right now and your voice. That's the only two things that's gonna make you different. So like you know, but y'all all talking about the same thing, and you talking to people that again is impressionable on you. Like like younger kids who don't have anything. You sitting there telling you telling folk that I fuck this broke nigga girl. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that energy, all that stuff is just like, I mean, it goes, but as far as the worldwide view, it won't. I don't know. It just makes a lot of sense. Because you catch me, I might mess around and listen to Morgan Wallen. You might catch me listen to a little, yeah, you know what I'm saying? With that song with yes, t- Tennessee Whiskey. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, hey, that jump hit. Like, but, you know, because it made me feel good. But Yeah. Oh, yeah, facts. So the closing question. So y'all have a podcast. Mm. Yes. Name? Oh, Inherited Podcast. Okay. So like, what's the... Like, what's the podcast about? You know, how do y'all bring value to people? So, it was just like he has his own and I have my own. We just. Oh, um, it's two separate podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, talk we about produce it. out of, you know, you good. We produce out of the same studio, uh, okay, Gate 7 you. Studios. But for me, I'm going to have a brand called Inherited. And pretty much for Inherited, like, I stand on what it represents is discipline and consistency. So, I want to push the narrative of throughout life. And I know this is like with myself and some of my peers. A lot of things don't work out because we're not consistent at it. Just point blank period is the consistency is missing. You can be disciplined. You can have great talent and X, Y, and Z. But if you're not consistent, nothing's going to work out for you. So with this podcast, what I do is I want people to be able to relate to one, someone they look like, and they may hear a story that's going to motivate them to get out their ass and go do the work. So I bring on guests um, and actually get to the root of their background. They get their origin stories and start from point A and allow them to express from point A from childhood to middle school, high school, and college where if they went, how did you get to where you are now with your success in your business or your influence or whatnot? So with my podcast, that's what I like to promote. Again, I'm, I don't and I won't, well, I can't say ever, but had a guest with a whole talk about the 50-50 this and a man Same versus here. woman this and that. Like, my goal is to bring value to my community. So that's mm-hmm. my goal and my purpose with uh, the Inherited Podcast and the Inherited Brand. Dope. Mine's is called the, the Don Diallo Podcast. Um, Diallo is a West African term for bold. I think that any person that is out getting off their ass and just doing anything, I think that's that's bold. Because you can just give up and be mm-hmm. like these people who just don't do shit. So I try to capture, you know, entrepreneur stories. You know, just any, any type of hustle, you know what I'm saying, that yeah. you're doing. But I also want to capture... My essence, who I am, like you know. Some days I'm feeling real spiritual and real humble. Mm-hmm. Some days I want to pop out and pop my shit. You know what I'm saying? I also want to just want to capture all that. So I bring in, I want to bring in a whole lot of different people. They can bring value, but you know, of course, like growth conversation. Like we can get ignorant, mm-hmm. but let's get to the growth of the, you know, of the, of the conversation. Because sometimes people don't understand the, the proper professionalism and all that. Because most of my peers, sometimes when I get to talking the way I talk, like righteous, they be like, nigga. You lost me completely. <laughs> so I want to, you know what I'm saying? So I want to bring yeah. that all, of, I want to bring it all into, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of have a good time, good conversation. Gems, good laughs. Right. And just real conversations. Like, you can get, get gutted and go, and go wherever direction it, it, it got to go. As long as we get to the end where it's growth. Right. So. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Well, man. 
Thank y'all so much for coming. Oh, for sure, from the block. I, yeah, I love this conversation. I want y'all to come back. Hopefully, y'all want to come back. Nah, for sure. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah. So, in conclusion, go touch grass, go to therapy, find a great community, be present, and Get um, off the news. men's mental health matters. Okay, Damn so man. make sure you follow them on all social media platforms at Sir Gates BC on Instagram and Sir Gates across the board. And make sure you follow Inherited. And it's spelled N H E R I T D. So follow that page and Inherited Podcast. Y'all can follow me and find me on all social platforms at Who Is Rilla. That's W H O I S R X L L A. You can also follow Don Della Podcast at T H E Don D O N D I D I A L O Podcast. And uh, Don Diallo gonna be dropping soon. Give it a month. Inherited is already out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you feel me? We going crazy over there at Gate 7. So You got to pull up one there, too. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We got to get sure. you next. Just let me know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you for watching. Deuces. Yeah.